at KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you're local, you'd like to join in on our discussion today, we'd love to hear from you. Have a praise report, a general comment, prayer requests, please call. That local number would be 702-650-5588. Again, locally, please dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in today. That number would be 800-366-8883. I say again, 800-366-8883. For those of you who are joining us over the Internet or would like to, KKVV's website is www.kkvv.com. Dot com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. And also, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, like if you missed part two, because we're doing, I mean, part one, because we're doing part two today, then you want to go to our website site address. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to radio archives, select part one of our message today, and listen. And the gospel is always free on our watch. We have broadcasts going back as far as March of 2016. So please feel free to listen to anything you like to listen to as the Spirit leads you. And encourage someone else to listen with you. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. If you have a uh, Apple device, then we are being archived for free on iTunes as well. And be blessed and encourage other people to take part of that gift that God is providing for you in a season called now. If you have an iTunes device. Now, also on KKVV, if you have a cell phone, and most of us do, you can listen to KKVV radio anytime you'd like to. And you can do that if you have a cell phone. The number works in the United States, and I'm going to give you that number, 1-563-999-3194. Again, that would be one five six three nine 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 thirty one ninety four. I really encourage you to lock it in your cell phone under your contacts. It would be a blessing, and you can listen to us right now via your cell phone as long as you're dialing that number in the United States. So last week, we posed a question, and that question was, did Judas take communion? So part one, again, is available 
on our website. Now we're going to get into part two. And we had got down to about uh, 11 different points to draw our minds and hearts to this question that uh, we are being asked. And I want to give out a special thanks to Sister Yolanda, who called in last week, just a faithful listener of KKVV, and it was so wonderful to hear her voice. Uh, also like to uh, always thank uh, Sister Ego and... Um, you know, the pastor that calls in right regularly, we appreciate uh, their faithful listening and that they support uh, Christian Talk Radio. It's a blessing. It's always wonderful to hear from you, what God has put on your heart, what you like to share with the fellow listeners. So I'm very appreciative, and I just want to tell you that I love you all, and thanks again. So, now, we're going to go to our Greek word. Uh, as I have stated in the beginning of the year, every week I would like to be able to share a Greek word with you. So before we get into our discussion, I want to make sure that I give that to you. Now the Greek word that we're talking about today comes out of Strong's number 2469. Again, that's going to be Strong's number 2469. And I'm going to spell it for you, and then I'm going to pronounce it for you. So it is spelled... I-S-K-A-R-I-O-T-E-S. Again, that is spelled I-S-K-A-R-I-O-T-E-S. Ischkariotes. Ischkariotes. And it means the apostle who betrayed Jesus uh, is also would be traitor. And it also means the men of Kirilt. The men of Kirilt. And that would be K-E-I-I-O-T-H. K-E-R-I-O-T-H. So we know Judas's last name is Iscariot. So this is what this word is. Iscariot. So I think I got your attention and we're ready to get on to our topic today. And the topic again would be, did Judas take communion? So we are in part two of that discussion. So I would like to go to a 12 point because we did a 1 through 11 on part one. And now we're going to go through... uh, 12, and I think we're going to go down to about 15. So we're almost finished. So we are here at the 12th point, and it says, Jesus expounds upon the meaning of his life and the gospel. Well, let me go back and share with you something that I believe for the listeners who are just joining us to be fair to them and to help them and their understanding and preparing their hearts and mind for what we're discussing today, I think it would be fair to go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 27 through 34. Again, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 through 34, and I am reading out of the New King James Version. So I'm going to give you a moment to get there. 
Again, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to look at verses 27 through 34. So I think this will really help you and uh, quicken your spirit to receive what we're going to be discussing today. So we are going to start at verse 27, and the Word of God says this, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 29. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. 30. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. 32. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. 33. Therefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. 34. But if anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, lest you come together for judgment. And the rest I will set in order when I come. So, in verse 34, uh, my study Bible has this note. It says, people should come to this meal desiring fellowship with other believers and prepare for the Lord's Supper to follow, not to fill up on a big dinner. Amen. Because you know, a lot of times when we eat, it's very easy to overeat and you're going to miss something. So, let's govern ourselves accordingly. Now, let's get back to point 12. And point 12, it talks about Jesus expounding upon the meaning of his life and the gospel. So we, we are going to find this in John chapter 13, and we're going to look at verses 31 through 35. Again, I'm coming out of the New King James Version, and I'm in John 13, and I'll be reading verses 31 through 35. And the Word of God says this, verse 31, So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. 32. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. 3. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. 35, but this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Wow, he left them with something so powerful. And that still resonates with us today. I just have to pause sometimes and just let the word of God just wash over me. So as we're reading these scriptures together today, 
please take a moment to pause and just let them really, really wash over you. You know, the revelation that God is going to give you is going to be transformative. You don't want to miss it. Now is not the time to be distracted. Now is the time to put all your members under submission and present yourself. Because what we're doing right now is definitely a form of worship. We are studying and rightly dividing the Word of God. It's an awesome experience. It's an awesome opportunity. And it's nothing like worshiping and fellowshipping with one another. We don't want to miss this opportunity. Then we're going to look at The 13th point, the 11 go out to the Mount of Olives and the Garden of Gethsemane. What we're doing is we're chronologically some things that have happened for us to be able to discern if Jesus, excuse me, if Judas took communion or not. So there are some things that are taking place in a chronological order. And so this is what we're looking at right now. So Jesus announced to them and expounds upon them the meaning of his life and the gospel. And now we're going where the 11 go out to the Mount of Olives and the Garden of Gethsemane. Now somebody is missing, says the 11. So... Let's look at that. So we're going to go to John. And we're going to look at chapter 18. And we're going to look at verse 1. Again, we're going to go to the Gospel of John. We're going to look at chapter 18, verse 1. And the Word of God says this. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook of Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. Okay? So, and we can also find an account of this if we go to the book of Luke. And we are going to go to Luke 22, and we're going to look at verse 29. Again, we're going to Luke 22, and we're going to look at verse 29. And the Word of God says this. And this is Jesus speaking. And I, let me make sure I'm right where I need to be. It's 39, okay? It's Luke 22, verse 39. And the word of God says this. Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. Okay? So now we see that the 11 are going out to the Mount of Olives and to the Garden of Gethsemane, and we saw that in John 18 and Luke 22. Now, that was the 13th point, and let's look at the 14th point. And it says, Judas takes Jesus' enemies to him, betraying him with a kiss. Now, we can find this in Matthew 26, verse 47, and the Word of God says this. We are in Matthew 26, 
verse 47. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Hmm. All right. Now we'll also be able to see an account of this in the book of Mark. And we're looking at Mark 14, verse 43. Mark 14, verse 43, and the word of God says, And immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priest and the scribes and the elders. Now, Luke 22, verses 47 and 48, give this account. Again, I'm in Luke 22, verses 47 and 48. And the word of God says this, verse 47. And while he was still speaking, behold, a multitude, and he who was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. 48. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Then we want to go to Acts chapter 1. And we want to look at verses 16 and 17. So let's look at Acts 1. And we want to look at verses 16 and 17. And the word of God says this. We're going to go back to John 2. So let's look at Acts now. Acts 16 in chapter 1. The word of God says this. Men and brethren, the scriptures had to be fulfilled with which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. 17, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in the ministry. See, King David spoke of this. The prophecy has to be fulfilled. And this is part of the fulfilling of the prophecy. And the people of the Old Testament were hearing the prophecy the people of the New Testament saw the manifestation of the prophecy come to pass. True was the prophecy because it is the word of God. And thank God the prophecy happened because we benefit. We have the gift of salvation because of it. Praise God for the love that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had for us to do his father's will. Amen. So we're going to go to John and we're going to look at chapter 18 and we're going to look at verses 2 through 5. Again, we're going to go to the book of John chapter 18 and we're going to look at verses 2 through 5. So let's get there. All right. John chapter 18, verses 2 through 5, and the word of God says this. Two, and Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Three, then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Four, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? Five, they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. 
And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. So now we have an account of Judas taking Jesus' enemies to him and betraying him with a kiss. We saw this in Mark, Matthew, Luke, John, and also Acts. So now there's a, a big question that's looming. So we are going to go to the 15th point. Remember, we are coming to the conclusion of the matter. Did Judas take communion? So we looked at something in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we looked at verses 27 through 34. And it was some very specific instructions in reference to taking communion. So we have that to fall back on. And then I'll review a point or two from part one, if you might have missed it, to help you come to the conclusion of the matter. But now we're looking at point 15. Judas doesn't repent and he hangs himself. So we're going to look at scripture to very much support this. So let's go to Matthew. And we're going to look at the account. And then we're going to look at some character attributes of Judas. Matthew 27, verse 3. So we're going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 27. And we're going to look at verse 3. And let's see what the word of God says. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders. And verse 4 says, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they say, what is that to us? You see to it. Verse 5. And then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So let's look at Acts. And we're going to go to chapter 1. And we're going to look at verses 23 through 25. I would assume by now, a lot of you are feeling that you're in a courtroom type of setting and you're sitting in the jury box. So let's look at Acts chapter 1, 23, 25, and we're rereading testimony into the record. Verse 23 
And they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias, 24. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen. 25. To take part in the ministry and the apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to his own place. So that's the account. So let's go back to the book of Matthew. And we're going to also look at John. And let's see, because I'm making a statement that Judas did not repent and he hung himself. So I'd like to be able to back that up with scripture. So I am going to go to Matthew 26. And again, I'm going to look at verse 24. And so, the Word of God says this. And this is Jesus speaking, because I have the red letter edition in my study Bible. And again, my version is the New King James Version. So I'm at Matthew 26, verse 24, and Jesus is speaking. The Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. That's fire. That is a very serious and burning indictment. It's more than an accusation. That man has been condemned. Now let's look at John chapter 6, verse 70. Again, we're in John chapter 6 and verse 70. And Jesus would be speaking here as well. And the word of God says this. Jesus answered them. Did I not choose you? The twelve. And one of you is a devil. And then. Verse 71. Further says this. He spoke of Judas. Iscariot. The son of Simon, for it was he who betrayed him, being one of the twelve. Now we're going to go over to John chapter 12, verse 6. And the word of God says this. This he said. Not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Now, let's look at a couple of verses that came before that. 
So we looked at John chapter 12, verse 6. Now I want to go to 4 and I want to go to 5. Verse 4, but one of his disciples, Jesus, Jesus, excuse me, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, verse 5, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Again, verse 6, then he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. Mm. Said he was a thief. He never cared for the poor. He operated as a treasurer. He kept the money, and he would take what was put in it. all scripture so let's look at John and we're going to go to chapter 17 and we're going to look at verse 12 again we're in John chapter 17 and we're going to look at verse 12 and if you're just joining us now we're asking the question did Judas take communion so John 17 Verse 12, and Jesus is speaking again. I have the red letter edition of the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Judas is being referred to right here as the son of perdition. And he perished because he betrayed Jesus and he never sought forgiveness. So let's go to Psalm verse 41. Excuse me. Yes, yeah, Psalm 41, and I'm going to look at uh, verse 9. So we're going to go to Psalm 41, verse 9. I want it to be clear in your mind what the Word of God says. Chapter, excuse me, Psalm 41, verse 9. And the word of God says this, even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Wow. How powerful is that? And the study Bible tells me, this verse, a prophecy of Christ's betrayal, is referred to in John thirteen eighteen. Judas, one of Jesus' twelve disciples, has spent three years learning from Jesus, traveling and eating with him, handling the finances for the group. Eventually, this familiar friend betrayed Jesus. 
And we have read the scriptures to see that that, in fact, did happen. So, I believe I have made the point and show here where Judas doesn't repent. Now, he's remorseful. He's sorry about his decision. And even goes back to the chief priest and elders and scribes and says that, yes, he has been responsible for betraying an innocent person. He's responsible. But he just throws the money down. And walks out and departs. And soon thereafter commits suicide. He didn't uh, seek forgiveness. And there was no evidence of repentance. And his mere name speaks to his character. He is known as the betrayer. The devil was in him. He represented the devil. But it was necessary For us to see this. Because Judas had a choice. And we have a great opportunity to learn a lesson here. Our Lord and Savior. Knew who he was all along. Continued to not care for the poor. That was a heart condition. See, some are very good at portraying that they're doing something. But our Lord and Savior is concerned about your heart. Because your heart will reveal everything. He was a thief from the beginning. He carried the money box. That doesn't make you a thief because you carry the money box. But he constantly took out what was put in. And it wasn't for him. It was to care for the poor. He was self-serving and deceitful. And never ever did anything to try to change that about himself nor did he have a desire and being sorry that you've been exposed is not seeking forgiveness or repentance 
he died a son of perdition. Now, if we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 and 34, it talked about that if you ate the bread and drink out of the cup without valuing it then you didn't have any reference nor reverence for whom this is attributed to, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, do this in remembrance of me. There's consequences. Serious. Spiritual. Ramifications. That will. Determine. Your fate. So, this is not something that you do if you're not walking with the Lord. We read the scripture where it says that the Son of Man is going to go the way that he was supposed to go. But for that man that betrayed him, it would have been better if he would have not been born. That's our Lord and Savior speaking. And he's an advocate. And he's the one that makes intercession for us. And and stands before the Father on our behalf. And he's making that statement about one That was a disciple, an apostle, that walked with him, and traveled with him, and ate with him. And a lot of what Jesus ministered on, more than anything, was money and hell. He cared so much for Judas, and gave him Every opportunity to seek forgiveness and repentance. And you have to ask yourself, how many have been walking with the Lord? How many have received so many blessings, there's just no way they could begin to count. That he cared for them. He gave them breath 
in their body. He gave them movement of their limbs. Gave them gifts. Allowed them to prosper. Even as they defiled him. Defiled themselves. Spoke lies. Traumatized his sheep. Misled them. Didn't care. About. The corruption. And the greed. And the violence. And the apostasy. And the pride of life. And the lust of the eyes. And the sexual immorality. That they openly practiced. All professing to be lovers of God. And servants to men. And women and children. See this is a three year walk. That we see. You have to ask yourself, where are you in this lesson? Our Lord and Savior knows who belongs to him and doesn't. But there's no other way to the Father but through him. He's the one that paid the price for our salvation. We are not equipped to save ourselves. We cannot save ourselves with works. There's nothing that you could do to save yourself. And we have to see every aspect of this lesson. It's not enough that we're grieved. That this could happen. We have to have a real desire. And a humility. To be active. And present. In our faith. Because the word tells us. That obedience. Is better. Than sacrifice. It would appear obedience was not anything that was of value to Judas. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the embodiment of obedience. I do nothing without my Father. I was sent by my father. If you have seen the father. You have seen me. And Judas was right there. 
breathing in every syllable, witnessing it for himself. So, the scriptures had to be fulfilled. But that does not give anyone a reason to feed this type of character. This is a character that needs a death. And needs to be put down. These characteristics are the strong men and they need to be taken down. But we should have spiritual checkups constantly, daily and make sure that we get this And understand it so that we can definitely stay away from it. The son of perdition. Judas should be more than enough. That should not be anything that we're aspiring to be. Not even remotely. Conscious or unconsciously. This type of behavior and characteristics, lifestyle, will keep us totally separated from the kingdom of God. Because we know sin cannot enter in. And it would appear that he was prideful. And didn't even try to hide it. And we have to be very cautious of people that we select ourselves to be around who turn a blind eye to certain behaviors. And characteristics that we're displaying. It's like. Who would allow. A child. To just run out in the street. Without doing everything that they could. To prevent that child from being hurt. And instructing. That child. Why. They shouldn't be out there like that. And making sure that the un- that the child understood the lesson. So we have a lot of freedom. But freedom isn't free. Because it can cost you everything. So we really should not allow ourselves to be misled. We should not really surround ourselves with those who practice lawlessness. Your very soul is at stake. 
The body was meant to die, but the soul will live forever. Do some great soul self-care. Start looking at the scriptures from the standpoint that you could be on trial for some of the same things. And if so, if you were the advocate, the wonderful counselor, which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is to us, what would make him not to be able to defend you? We should be very mindful of that. So, I want to take us back to Matthew 26, and I want to look at verse 25. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. And let's look at, that's Matthew 26, forgive me. And we are going to look at verse 25. So it's Matthew 26, verse 25. And the word of God says this, then Judas who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. This is Jesus responding to Judas. When Judas says, Rabbi, is it I? And Jesus says to him, You have said it. Now, let's go up to verse 23. We're still in Matthew 26. Because we're we're, uh, answering the question, did Judas take communion? And verse 23 says this. He answered and said, again, I have the red letter edition. So this is Jesus speaking. Verse 23, I'm in Matthew 26. He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. He said, dipped his hand in the dish. So, Judas did not take communion. He took a morsel of bread. But in taking communion, you value what it is that you're doing. Because you're doing it in remembrance of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the work that he did on the cross for all of us. 
the answer to the question, did Judas take communion, would be no. He did not. Judas left like a thief in the night and went to the chief priest and the elders and the Pharisees and the scribes to obtain his 30 pieces of silver by betraying our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he did it by identifying him with a kiss. We have to ask ourselves. Are we merely brushing the cheek of Jesus? And standing with our betrayer, which is his betrayer. Are we really into being true worshipers and worshiping him and honoring him in spirit and in truth. I encourage you to look at the scriptures again. Study who the betrayer of Christ is. He has certain characteristics and certain mindsets. And he's always available to be behabited and used by the devil. That doesn't have to be you today. And it definitely doesn't have to be us. So we love you. Thank you for listening to part two. And save the lost at all costs. God bless you. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Continues to bless you and yours without cease. For tuning in today. And supporting this great move of God. With your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 a.m. and 101.5 f.m. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is... 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.